Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This morning, I want you to see from God's word, and he's going to use a story, he being Jesus, how he worked in the life of an individual who was a lawyer. You know, sometimes lawyers know everything. I don't know if there's any here this morning. Please don't be offended, but it is a biblical principle because a lawyer actually wanted to talk to Jesus about eternal life. We should all be talking to him about eternal life. So if you have your Bibles, the title of the message is Lend a Hand, Change a Life. Lend a Hand, Change a Life. Let me tell you what's easy. Easy is coming to church. Piece of cake. Nothing to it. Where the challenge is, is to take what God does in here, out there, and help others. This morning, many of you know this story so very, very well. It is the story of the Good Samaritan. And I want you to see that what happened in this story is still happening today. Did you know that? Like, this is a cool place to be or any of the other ministries. But a lot of times what we see out there, we do what they did. By the way, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37. Okay, let me break that down. Father, help me to be real gentle but very, very clear. I used to say to athletes all the time, I'm glad you had a great practice. Now I need for you to do it in a game. Transfer. Ready? Let's transfer. Man, that was a phenomenal service. Well, that's cool. But we've got Monday through Saturday in front of us. What are we going to take out of here and go invest in those that don't know anything about him? And by the way, if you think they're open to you preaching at them, you're mistaken. They need help. They need a hand. I actually wanted to put in here, lend a hand, save a life. And the Holy Spirit checked me on it and said, that's not your job, that's my job. You can't save anybody. What you can do is be a part of change in their life. So as I was preparing this message, little did I know that one of our former presidents, President Bush, who is now home with the Lord, in the last 10 years of his life, he and his wife sponsored on a monthly basis a child in another country. And I don't know if President Bush ever met this child, but for 10 years, and it's just now coming out, he and his wife sewed into the life of a child in another country. That's what I'm talking about. Can we do the role of the Good Samaritan? Let me explain it to you this way, because this is going to have some punch towards me as a minister of the gospel. Notice I said me before you consider yourself. It is easy to some degree to come up here and speak and teach when you've done it for many, many years. But can I go out and do this? (laughs) That is a challenge that a lot of people don't want any part of. So now, not only have we heard about one of our former presidents who helped those who were less fortunate, now we're going to look at a lawyer 
and his cocky attitude towards the lawgiver. How many know that lawyers know the law? Right? That's why they're in law. But this gentleman did not know who he was talking to. He called him a teacher, but he actually was standing in the presence of the lawgiver. Let me break that down. And sometimes I wish this really wasn't on podcast because I don't know if this gentleman somehow would find out about the ministry and then listen to it. So when I was in uh, quantitative research, there was a student who was playing the role of this lawyer. Every day in class, he was all over the professor, acting like he knew better than... Then the professor, okay, you didn't like that illustration. Kids are that way all the time. In the home, in the classroom, out at Walmart, in Gainesville, crossing the street. They dare you to keep coming because they're coming across. We will challenge the heck out of the law because we think we're lawyers. Hello? We will even do what the Bible says. We will, tr- we will actually test the lawgiver. Hello? And that's what he's about to do. That freaks me out. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I can have to confess to say, I've had some straight conversations with him. I'm fortunate to still be breathing. Can anybody identify in the quietness of your own mind and heart? So Jesus is about to introduce something to this gentleman that's going to rock his world. We're in the uh, Gospel of Luke, beginning at verse 25. Follow along, if you will, please. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, Well, what's written in the law? I love Jesus. You know why? Yes, of course, he saved me. He's the best teacher in the world. He is asked a question, and he gives a question in return. What's written in the law, Mr. Lawyer? How do you read it? If you can. I mean, there's all kind of little tidbits in there that Jesus is kind of setting him up. And he answered, you shall, this is the lawyer, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Now listen. Human nature loves to test the Lord. That's the first principle. Human nature enjoys testing the parameters. Human nature, there's something in us that loves to take a risk beyond the norm. (laughs) And human nature is pretty sharp because we can come up with the right answers, but not always the right action. Hello? Right answers doesn't mean that you're acting right. Come on now. Hello? Look at this with me, if you will, please. This guy has chosen a moment to put Jesus to the test. But he doesn't understand that the roles are going to be reversed. Now, let me explain something to you, okay? Because I am not minimizing, (coughs) nor am I trying to say what God just did in here doesn't really need to happen. It does need to happen. But what the enemy wants is for us to leave it right here. What the Father wants is for us to carry it out there. So let me explain it to you this way. 
Early, early, early this morning before the rain started coming, I went out and made sure that I had the uh, gifts for those six students, our life success people, young adults. And I went by to wash my vehicle. And I said, doggone it, I just brought a quarter with me. And I looked around, and lo and behold, there was a dollar and a quarter sitting there. And I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. And then I heard his voice, because the Bible does say that his sheep hear his voice. Like, I don't listen to wolves at all. I just done no time. And he said to me, the Holy Spirit said to me, that's not for you. Leave it there. I was like, come on, come on. Come on. We, don't we do that? When we don't get what we thought was ours? <laughs> Doesn't parents, hello, you know what they do? And then if you don't correct that, it just grows. Teenage years on into adult years. We test the Lord because we want our own way. Hello? Well, it's really quiet in here. So go ahead and ask. Did you leave it there? Yes. When you start testing the Lord, he will turn that back on you. So I just gave you a little hint. There's been some things where I've been testing the Lord. Two weeks ago, I went and washed off one of the vehicles. I don't remember which one it was. And I got there, and guess what happened? I walked up, and there's a dollar bill stuck in the, in the slot. And I'm going, yes, man, a dollar. I just made a dollar. And his voice again, that's not for you. Put it back. Come on, church. Come on. And you're thinking to yourself, are you serious? You got stumped over a dollar or a dollar and a quarter? What are you getting stumped on? What are you continuing bringing back to the Father when he's already told you, this is what I expect, this is what I want you to do, just carry it out. Since this guy was a lawyer, Jesus knew he knew the law. But Jesus, also being the lawgiver, knew that he wasn't carrying it out. So he goes ahead and develops this story. What's principle number one? Human nature enjoys testing the Lord. Now look, if we'll do that upstairs, let's get across here real quick. We do it downstairs too. We do it in marriage. We do it in schools. We do it in business. Mr. Edison didn't tell me to do that. He just thinks he told me to do it. I gave you a different example. That's not really what my teacher meant. Yes, that's exactly what she or he meant. Do it. Carry it out. <laughs> now, you see, do you see how we go, oh, man, that was so much fun. And uh, oh, That's where the enemy wants you to leave your worship. But if it's true worship, he wants you to take it right out there and lend a hand to change a life. All right? Here we go, into the story. Look at the second thing. This is in God's word, by the way. Do I say that, really, Holy Spirit? You better say that, my son. I called you. When you hear God's word, I hope you don't run out. You think about that. A lot of times, when we hear God's word, it's like, that didn't set well with me. See ya. Guess what? It doesn't set well with me either. And I've been doing this 40 years. 
But guess what? It's brought me to where I am today, and it's going to take me the rest of the way. I want to say that again. When you hear God's word, I pray to God you don't walk out on his word. Secondly, not only does human nature like to test the Lord, man, do we like to justify ourselves. Stay with the story, please. But he, the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who's my neighbor? And Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Let me switch that out. A man was going down from Fanning Springs to Chieflin, and he fell among robbers, since I've heard about some of the things that are going on in our communities, and was stripped and beaten and then departed, leaving him half dead. That's what's going on, not only in the story, but in our world. Let's talk about this. Human nature will find reasons for not putting that dollar back. Nobody else was there. I was the only one there. Nobody else would have seen me do it. I can justify what I'm doing when nobody even knows what's going on. Come on now. And Jesus is going to show this gentleman who his neighbor is. Go to verse 31 and 32. This is not a long message, but it is a message about lending a hand and changing a life. Here we go. Verse 31, 32. Now by chance, oh my goodness, no wonder they crucified him because he always told the truth. And he used examples that they didn't like. First of all, in case you didn't know, he's nailing the lawyer. Now he's going to address the priest. I went back and did some research over the weekend. The priest was to be the mediator between that broken person and God. Well, let's see what the Bible has to say about the priest. Or about the pastor. Now by chance a priest was going down that road. Probably 19 coming in from Fanning Springs. And when he saw him. Oh my God. Man you smell. I can't stand blood. And the Bible says he passed to the other side. Next. Check this out. Another religious individual. I'm saying to you this morning, Jesus Christ knew people then and he knows people today. So likewise, a Levite. Do you know anything about the Levite? They were also involved with the religious community. When he came to the place and saw him, passed by to the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, Levy County is going to remain the way it has always been until the church gets to work outside more than inside. That's why I'm really excited to see what God's going to do after December the 31st because I want to see if the gifts can carry me outside. I want to see if I'll help people and not have to say another thing about preaching the gospel. I want to see if I can live it better than I have so far. And I will help people that may hate my guts. Because a Samaritan is about to come by. And a Samaritan was a hat. Oh, Lord Jesus. If I had to oh, Lord, just, ooh, you better not go. A Samaritan was a half-breed. Part Jew, part Gentile. You would have thought 
that the right person who goes to the temple, who goes to the synagogue, who goes to the sanctuary, they would actually go out of their way to help that person. But that's not what they did. They passed by. That's another picture of human nature. Oh, I'm so sorry you don't have any food. I'm so sorry. Um, Get a job. Well, maybe they can't get a job right now. Maybe they just need help at that moment. It's our job to help. Sowing will always bring forth tremendous harvest. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. So I jotted this down in my notes because I heard it years ago. Find a need and fill it. Find a need and fill it. Over the course of these next few years, the Lord's going to fill this entire room, auditorium, and stretch it beyond where it's ever been. But he's looking for people who will just go out and help people by lifestyle. Hmm. Let's go back over where we've been so far. Number one, human nature without Christ loves to test you would think we'd have more A students. <laughs> Number two. By the way, this testing is going to come full circle because we're almost at the end of the story. And when he says something at the end, it was like, you're ready to take the test? Number two, we love to justify ourselves. Number three, we enjoy, oh, sucks to be you. <gasps> I can't believe Pastor just said that. That's exactly attitudes that are out there right now. I shared with the young people uh, on Wednesday night, and it really caught them by surprise. I said, in the state of Florida, where would you rank Levy County economically? And they all kind of like, I said, it's one of the lowest. It's one of the poorest. I said, You would think through education and all the churches that we could begin helping people so they wouldn't stay where the generations have been. Hello. And this is why a lot of times people can't stand pastors. Our job, the reason he brings families like us together is not so that we can have a bigger ministry than somebody else, but that we can have a greater impact out there. And where they go is God's call, not your call. And I like to be able to say after all these years, you know what? I think I've touched more people outside than inside. And that's the call of the gospel. What am I trying to tell you? God, is, God, when he was here in person, spent more time outside than inside. And when he was inside, all hell broke loose. You've been in God's word, haven't you? I mean, it actually started when he was 12. Who's 12? Who's 12? Close. When he was 12, man, did he catch heat. When he began to tell them all about the word, because he was the word. I'm saying to you, where we need to be is out there. If you love Levy County and you love your schools and you love the ministry, then let's go out there and let's help those who are broken, who are beaten up, who've been robbed by a host of things. And then show them what you've learned. Can I get a witness anywhere? Okay, I'm just checking. Just checking. We're almost done, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Here we go. First, (coughs) 
Picking up here at verse 33. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for your compassion. They're looking for my compassion. And sometimes you've got to put it where the rubber meets the road, but they're still looking for compassion. Let's see how he demonstrates compassion. So he went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and then he set him on his own animal. And who, Can I break this down? He may have had soiled clothes. I, I tried to keep it clean for you. And he allowed that person up in the saddle. Hello? <laughs> and then he took him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out, hmm. Oh, no, he reached in. And he pulled out financial blessings and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him. And listen, whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Wow. Sowing on the front end, knowing there would be a harvest on the back end. Now we come to the close of the story. And now Jesus comes back to the lawyer, Mr. Know-it-all. Which of these three do you think provided to prove to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? Now listen, the reason I said Mr. Know-it-all is because he knew who was in the crowd. Lawyers are not weak. They're sharp. They're smart. And he was out to stick Jesus. Well, guess what? It was a moment for him to realize who he was really speaking with. He was more than just a teacher. And so now Jesus once again asked a question. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And now the lawyer says, hmm, the one who showed mercy. That's the sign of compassion. And Jesus said to him, now you go and do likewise. And that was the conclusion of the story. Because what the man was looking for was how do I earn salvation? Salvation, eternal life, is a gift. But once he's given you a gift, he wants you to do something with that gift. So I'm about to give you some assignments for this week. And then I want to close with a story. By the way, I would really encourage you to check it out. I found it this morning. It's today's daily bread. And this was after the message was already prepared. But here's a couple assignments. Number one. Begin asking God what your gifts are. Ask the Lord, what are my gifts? What, what are my strengths? Where are my talents? And now, Lord, how would you like for me to use them to benefit other people? Now, listen. I'm all about I am. Let me explain what I am stands for. Intention and motives. Intentions and motives. The Lord as my witness can say to everyone in this house throughout this year, Dennis Weber never went out to help other people so they would end up where he is. I can tell you that straight up. Because you know what that's called? A whole lot of stuff you don't want to talk about right now. If my intent and my motive is all about this, then it's all about me. 
And guess what? That's not the way the word is. It's all about him. <laughs> it's all about him. And what can we do to help others who are less fortunate than us? And if God can bring me through all the stuff I created on my own, I did it. It was my, my mistakes. He can do the same for others, but they got to have the right people in their world. It could be in a school. It could also be in a restaurant. It can be in the business world. It could be at the racetrack. It, it could be on the internet, if you're honest. So I just said to you, most of what you hear and see on the internet is filled with fluff and fake and lies. It is. This morning, the Holy Spirit of God is so rich in this house. What He wants us to do is to go out into the highways and the byways. And that doesn't mean give everything away in your house. But when you see a need and you know you can meet that need, fill that need. Help them. It could be a word of encouragement. It could be a financial blessing. It could be a host of things. But when you see it and you know it, I want you to do something about it. That's the sign, listen, of lending a hand and changing a life. And when people see us out there giving of ourselves to them, it's going to be very attractive to open up their hearts to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there's a story now on the, uh, our daily bread. I'd love for you to just Google it and listen to it or read it. There was a couple that wanted to know more about the Holocaust. And they wanted to know about the impact that it had made upon the Jews. Human nature hates human nature, in case you didn't know that. It's not just the Jews, and it's not just this group or that group. Man, human nature is nasty. And if you don't believe that, you haven't been to the cross. Look what we did to God. Look what we did to God. I had a teenager years ago when I said, you put him on the cross like I did. She got so mad, she got up and ran out of the youth group. She came back. I put Jesus on the cross. I put him there. And so they made their way to Israel because they wanted to go to the Holocaust and where a lot of people had given themselves and given resources, and actually some gave their lives. And they met a couple there who were pastors who had actually been a part of rescuing a little boy. Somebody in here may be responsible for rescuing some young people. Maybe that's going to be your calling. Maybe that's going to be a gift that you've got that you can go out and help somebody and rescue that child. The future of this nation is the next generation. I mean, we've got more than enough churches in this whole world, nation. Almost said the world, the nation. This nation is just embedded with churches who are competing against each other and the lost are dying. Good preaching, Pastor. Exactly. When I was a coach, I was very competitive. I'm not competitive in the church. This is the body of Christ. Now, coaching is a whole other thing. Let's get, I mean, that's different, okay? That carousel's done. But there are ministries that are competing against ministries. And guess who ends up hurting? Those that are on the streets. And Jesus came for those that are outside. That he might bring them onto the inside. Well, guess what? They met this couple. 
And they began to share and talk and began to interact. And, and they said, uh, this couple from Netherlands began to share with them and said that they had actually taken in a little boy who was two years old back in that day. And they said, where is he today? And in the crowd, a gentleman stepped up. A gentleman stepped up and said, I'm that boy. They saved the life. They changed the life because they made an investment. What I want you to do is to invest in others. I'm about to pray. I want you to invest in others the way that God has invested in you. Now they know there's a Savior. Hello? Let me say it one more time. Before I do, can I throw one more story? And I'm certainly not slinging anything against. When we were at the Rose Bowl Parade, probably won't ever do it again in my life, but we got to go. There were some ministers of the gospel with their loud symbols and all of that walking down the street before the parade, preaching the gospel. Okay, I, I can understand that. But if I'm a broken somebody... Man, I need to see it, not hear it. I need to see it, not hear it. If I'm on the street and I'm in a tent and I'm hiding underneath a bicycle that's been covered with a whole lot of stuff, man, I don't need you to do that. I need for you to show me that. And when we see that, now we know there is a Savior because we know what our nature is. So here's the assignment. I want you to consider what your gifts are where are you talented? And now go out and exercise them. It's more than just going to the gym, shall we pray? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.